no five and no six. I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with him. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see him focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'm a leader, wait, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this championship leadership podcast. Hey, Bailey. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Nate Bailey, and uh, I had a phenomenal conversation today. I'm excited to introduce our guest out of Phoenix, Arizona. He is the host of Rise of the Young Podcast. His name is Casey Adams. You can follow him on IG at Casey Adams One, and we will get this linked up, of course, as well. But uh, definitely check him out. Definitely check what he's got going on. He's got some incredible guests. He's got a phenomenal story, and uh, Really, uh, without further ado, I will, I will let you listen in so that you can hear it. With that, I introduce you to Casey Adams. Welcome, brother. Thank you for being here. Hey, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So cr- some crazy times that we're going through right now, right, with the coronavirus, the, the pandemic, kind of getting insane, locked down. It's really <laughs> escalated the last week or two, you know? <laughs> yeah. How's it impacted you so far? It's interesting. So, um... I think for me, and I'm here actually in my office and my uh, partner, Kieran's over there. And hey, what's up? it's funny because we just did a big trip um, to Hawaii, Australia, and Bali and spoke at an event. And right before we went on this trip was when it was just, you know, like, hey, should we go? Should we not? Is it sketchy? But we literally went at the perfect time. But in terms of obviously the day-to-day now, the last two weeks, like I haven't been traveling and staying at the apartment and staying yeah. at the office. And it's, it's been really interesting because even just from a personal perspective, we have um, a Mastro's Steakhouse like, right next door and Kieran went to go pick up food the other day and it's, you know, empty on a Friday night. <laughs> yeah, right. It's definitely the, you know, how humans are reacting to it is the interesting thing. But um, yeah, it's definitely impacted me in terms of traveling and more so what the normal was, you know, about a month ago. Yeah. You know, we're all impacted, right? So we'll definitely be a time we'll remember for forever um well let's talk a little bit you know first question i like to ask is championship leadership's the name of the podcast what what comes to mind for you like what does that mean to you when you hear championship leadership championship leadership i mean for me right off the bat i think of sports i i played sports growing up played hockey for 10 years and i started playing lacrosse and football and you know growing up a team always had great leadership if they if they were winning games right? yeah the same way that is business i I think someone that I really look at as a leader is Andy Priscilla. Um, yeah. I was at the first form headquarters a couple months back and just seeing how he's, you know, 
created leadership inside of his organization with his culture. I look at leadership as someone that, you know, does what he tells you to do, right? He breathes yeah. and preaches everything that he wants his team to do. And for me, leadership is just leading yourself first, right? If, if yeah. you can be a good leader, unless you can lead yourself in the direction you want to go and accomplish the things you want to do. But um, yeah, I would say champion leadership just starts from within and from leadership within creates leadership inside of the people you surround yourself with. Yeah, 100%. Have you been in Phoenix the whole, your whole life? No, I, um, I grew up in Virginia. I'm born okay. and raised outside of Richmond. Um, I was, was going to say hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hockey in Arizona. <laughs> but um, yeah, I played hockey for 10 years growing up since I was like from like three years old to, to 13. Okay. And I just moved out to here to Phoenix um, back in 2018. So I've been out here for a little over a year, year and a half. But um, yeah, man, Virginia is just, you know, it's definitely grew up in a small town. Yeah. Wasn't surrounded by entrepreneurs or, you know, people that were looking like, hey, let's traveling is normal or hey, there's there's more to explore. It was more so just growing up in the, the mentality in the area where it's like, hey, go to school, go to college, find your job. That's your life, right? But um, yep. yeah, I'm from Virginia, but now I'm in okay. Arizona. It's gotcha. definitely a place out here. Yeah, absolutely. So what, maybe you could tell us a little bit. I know, you know, you, you mentioned athletics and, and when we're talking about championship leadership. And I know that's a big part of your story, getting injured uh, when you were, what, 15, playing football? Yep, and how that kind of is really, how old? 15. Yeah, 15. And uh, how that really kind of changed the trajectory of your life and where you're at today. Maybe you could tell us a little bit. Uh, listeners that aren't as familiar with you, just a little bit of your background story and how you have gotten to where you are today. Totally, man. So just regarding sports, man, I mean, sports was something growing up. It was my, my identity, my entire, you know, day to day. I was focused on when's practice, when do I need to be there? You know, it, it was a culture in my life. I have two older brothers. I'm the youngest of three. And when I was, you know, three, four years old, my brothers were six, seven and nine and 10. And they, they grew up around hockey right and yeah it was more so just in our community we had this like hockey squad I would like to call it and growing up I think for me sports was always something I loved being a part of because it was just you know you created relationships you were all working towards the same end goal of winning the game or you know winning the championship in a tournament perspective but you know grew up playing travel hockey did that a lot and I think for me just in my upbringing, having two parents that are together and, you know, I, I would say my parents are very loving and they've always, you know, wanted me to, to do what I want to do. And it led up to, like you said, getting injured at 15 years old, playing football. So I played hockey for 10 years and I transitioned to lacrosse and then going into high school, um, you know, tried out football. I was the, the, the five foot five running back that, <laughs> you know, trying to juke around the, the big guys. Yeah. But it was a moment in my life when I was 15 that really changed the trajectory of how I was looking at my life. And I got injured playing football. I was in a neck brace for six months, got diagnosed with interspinous ligament damage. But it was, it was one of those injuries that, A, obviously I wasn't expecting it, but it wasn't an instant reaction where, for example, I'll just kind of break it down. It was the first yeah. day of hitting practice, sophomore year. And I remember we go down to this field and my helmet was on loose and I could feel it was, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't taking the right steps to make sure that I was good to go. Yeah. Ended up doing this drill and it was like a, it was called a B drill face to face, take someone down and the winner, you know, he's the guy that stands up and yeah. he's the bigger guy. Yeah, right? yeah. Pounds his chest. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was a day where I, I ended up like falling on my back. The guy took me down. I hit my head on the ground and 
I felt a severe pain in my neck, but it, like I said, it wasn't one of those things where I got rushed to the hospital and that was yeah, that. Okay. something where I hit my head on the ground. I felt a massive pain. I couldn't practice the rest of the day. Go home that night. You know, I'm telling my parents like, hey, I'm in pain. Definitely want to get this checked out. The next morning I wake up and I can't even move my head. You know, it's, it's wow. can't even turn it left, can't even turn it right. I'm like, yeah, this is not good. End up going to the doctor, but me being this positive, optimistic, young yeah. guy i'm like you know this would be two weeks out i'll be good yeah. by the time the season starts and i think this is the important lesson is not only to expect the unexpected but i walked into this doctor's office that day 15 years old ready for the season super amped up about life to by the time i walk out i'm in a neck brace for the next six months i can never play football again and i'm now like the most depressed kid that's just saying you know that's not true i'll be good <laughs> Because I'm not like in this severe pain to the point where I yeah. can't walk. It's more so just the neck brace that keeps me stable and, you know, helps my neck rest. But long story short, it was that injury that really changed the next six months of my life, right? And it was real right at the end of freshman year going through the summer practicing. So I had a couple months before school started in this neck brace. And those were the months where, you know, I fell into depression and I was just pissed off about everything. I was letting anger out towards my parents. Like why mm -hmm. me, right? That victim mentality. Yeah. But it really allowed me to, to find more, a new identity and tap into, you know, different mentors. I started talking, like meeting online and connecting with different people on social media. But it was in that six month time frame that I really dove into personal development and personal growth that set me up for these last three, four years. Yeah, that's crazy. So well, here's a question, I guess. Next question, um, championship leader. Like, who are some of the championship leaders that have impacted your life and really maybe helped you to get to where you are? I think, obviously, it's we all have mentors and coaches and people that have really impacted us in a positive manner in life. And maybe sometimes you, you learn from those that, that weren't so positive in your life too, right? That's, that's a possibility to take, take something that's kind of negative in your life and just be like, well, I definitely don't want to be that. So then you... you Become something different but and then like what is it about those you know what are some of the characteristics about these people that really have helped you to get to where you're at like you got your podcast you, you mean interviewing guys like larry king and uh it's just pretty pretty cool and it's all happened you know on a you're, you're young you're 19 and and it's happened quickly too right so who are some of the people that maybe have, have come into your life and and uh what is it about them that really has impacted you to help you to get on the trajectory that you are yeah, absolutely. I love that question. And I think for me, it's, it's, it's constantly evolving and changing. Right. But I think three years ago when I, oh no, four years ago when I got injured, I, I couldn't say I had mentors in my life that I was actively following. I would say number one, right off the bat, like my parents are definitely, my parents are mentors to me in the sense of, you know, my dad mm -hmm. works out every day. He's up at five in the morning. He works at a company called Philip Morris and just by, you know, his work ethic shows it's not, in, not from a business perspective, but just in a, you know, daily grit hard yeah. mentality that's definitely rubbed off on me. But overall, from a business perspective, early on, I would say someone like Ty Lopez, he really shifted my whole perspective of how to think about life. I remember getting involved with one of his programs. He was talking about health, wealth, love, and happiness. And just by having someone like that, that I have never met before, that I didn't plan on meeting, but the sake of him running ads and me clicking on a link to yep. in his program, he then turned into a mentor of mine just, you know, through social media. And I think nowadays for a lot of young people, mentors don't need to be people that are in your life. They can be people online. They can be yeah. you know, books you're reading. And I would say one of the 
people in my life that shifted my whole mentality towards social media and building a personal brand was definitely Gary Vaynerchuk. And I remember reading his book, Crush It, him talking about personal branding. And from an early stage, you know, 15, 16 years old, I was like, okay, I need to start documenting and creating content that will lead to new opportunities that will connect me to new people using social media. And then he also inspired me to start a podcast. And I think him being someone that is, you know, super relatable, cool guy on social, I definitely was attracted towards him early on in terms of a mentor. But nowadays, I think it it really varies for different parts of my life. Like I would say Larry King is for sure a mentor in in terms of his curiosity about the world. And, you know, when I interviewed him, he was like, the only thing that keeps me going is my curiosity for what I do. And for me, the podcast, it started off something where, you know, I'm interviewing friends of mine and people that I've connected with. (laughs) Well, I didn't really have a, an end goal for it to Mm -hmm. now, you know, sitting down with someone like Larry King and now being passionate about having deep conversations with business leaders. It's it's changed into a new, I would say, a new purpose. And I think a mentor in that category would be someone like Larry King and how he's continuously evolved and shifted with culture and broadcast mediums and everything in that realm. But um, overall, just to, you know, answer the question directly, my dad from a hard work mentality, Gary Vee from a personal brand, social media mentality, Larry King from a podcast conversation, curiosity mentality. And then also, just, you know, someone like Andy Purcell and Ed Milet, I, I like to bring them up a lot just because yeah. I think in a lot of the, the social media space, those two guys are the most, you know, like determined leaders that practice what they preach and they, they, they rub people in a different way and they you can just tell they're real and yeah. having the privilege to spend some time with the both of them, it, it definitely shows in their character in the, in the real world as well. So I would say definitely those are mentors of mine in, in terms of how they live their life and what they stand for. They definitely... Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's sex, it sets good examples for myself. And I think I've taken a lot from those guys for sure. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. And, um, so what is it for you? Like you can look to yourself as you're becoming a leader, right? Leader in in what you do and you're out and you're, you're speaking across the world and traveling all over the place and and you're, you get to connect, like you said, and, and just like, here's some, hear and share some powerful stories of, of people. That's what I like. I resonate with that. I love, that's why I love this. Like talking to you from Minnesota, uh, I get to have a lot of incredible conversations and it started, you know, for me, it started like, it was just friends and people I knew. And all of a sudden you you just kind of start to build from there. And, and, but what would you say to like, I imagine, do you see it for yourself? Like, are there, are there a lot of people kind of reaching out to you as like this mentor, this leader? How did you do this? Uh, there's probably a little bit of responsibility that comes with that too of like, Oh, what's going on here? Like I was just doing this because I love to do it. And now all of a sudden I got people that are like, Hey, how do you do this? And, and now you're that example that you were just talking about with some of these other people that like, that's the thing that was ringing to me. Like, man, all of these people that you name in one way or another, they were a great example for you and how, how to move forward. So maybe talk a little bit about that. Has there been, have you seen a little bit of that shift to where now you're kind of becoming that definite leader that people are looking up to as well? Totally. And 100%. I think it happens organically. And I think everyone, not only someone like myself that, you know, has a platform or, you know, has an audience, I believe anyone who's listening to this and whether that's someone that doesn't use social media, like everyone is a leader in impact yeah. people around them without even trying, whether that you're, whether you have kids or if you're a brother or a sister, like the way you carry yourself will rub off on people, right? Posit- in a positive way or a negative way. And I think just regarding social media, 
it's been something where I, I always tell people this when it comes to building a brand. I built my brand off of authority marketing and association marketing, meaning yeah. I never tried to be the person saying, hey, listen to me, listen to me, look at me, look at me. But through podcasting and finding that vehicle of collaboration and interviewing highly successful entrepreneurs and individuals and giving them a platform and, you know, giving them a voice and me just being, you know, the narrator, interviewer, podcaster, yeah. it's allowed me just organically to become an authority in my own way without having to say, hey, listen to me because of this, right? It's just right. the organic transition of, okay, who you are, who you associate with, right? And I think, yes, I mean, the last two years, I've, and I always tell people this as well, my goal is never to be the most famous person on social and have the most likes and followers. For me, it comes down to the people. I, everything I do on social with the podcast is to connect with quality people. And through that, there's of course benefits in social currency and all those different things that happen from collaborations with people on social. But yeah, I mean, inspiring people my age and younger people and even older people, right? I've, yeah. I've, I've had parents message me and say that I've inspired them to, you know, awesome. the way they talk to their kids or, you know, there's a mom that's been like, Hey, I've had my daughter listen to 15 episodes of your podcast. And then she's, you know, loves this whole, you know, entrepreneur, like self education space. And I think, it's a inspiring where, you know, if I'm having a bad day or if things going, you know, if I have something happen and then I go to my Instagram DMs and I find a positive message, it just, it does light you up and fuel you. It's not in a way where it's like, okay, this is paying off, but more so like the, the small little pieces of impact that you can pass on to someone is very important. And I think that as I continue to grow and as I can continue to do interviews, that will continue to grow with it. That's just the organic benefit but i've i've never really expected nor tried to say hey, okay let me just get all these people to be inspired by me it's more so yeah. just you know, having the conversations being curious and that will create inspiration for others and it definitely you know built an audience over time that i'm super grateful for and i love you know and my, my buddy kieran would agree he's one of my best friends and over the years you know he'll see me spending so much time on instagram messaging people or recording audio messages or you know just being of value being a service and Sometimes I ask myself, I'm like, okay, how is this benefiting me? I, I can't spend 12 hours a day responding to people, but I do consider it an investment into my audience, into building community for the long term. And I think anyone that's looking to build a community, build a brand, it's, it's those little touch points with that one person or to have that 12 minute conversation with someone on Instagram to send them a paragraph and to actually be you know, curious in what they're going through to, to try to help them. I think little things like that on a daily basis compounded over time is what creates culture and community. And, you know, that's at the end of the day, that's why people put out content on Instagram. It's not, I don't interview Larry King to go watch it later. Right. Yeah. Right. I him because it's a, it's beneficial for me to connect with him and to learn from him. But the way and reason I put out content on social, you know, it's not for me. It's not a self. Yeah. Let me yeah. look at all this all these pictures and videos, it's for others. And whether yeah. that's a 13 year old kid that comes across my content that's inspired from me or, a, you know, a 62 year old mother who's, you know, has a son or a daughter or a niece that's my age that can, you know, they can send my interview with Larry King. My, my whole thing with my podcast nowadays too, and I think Larry helped like see this is, you know, I'm 19, he's 87. There's a 67 yeah. year age. <laughs> and I think- right by having the opportunity to sit down with someone like him and have that opportunity, it creates this, um, you know, like connection between if I show that interview to my 
grandparents or my mother or my uh, or my 15 year old cousin that relates to me. There's there's a lot of takeaways that can happen from a conversation like that. So now I look yeah. at it as more so an obligation to continuing to continue to have these conversations with you know high quality people because growing up I didn't have like I said mentors and I wasn't following entrepreneurs and I I wasn't exposed to this new way of thinking and I, I think nowadays yeah. it is also an obligation and something that I'm passionate about doing and you know I'll continue yeah. to do it for sure. Yeah that's awesome and you know it's incredible that that you have been able to find this this thing and who knows how long you'll do it right but um, but right now it's like the thing that you're passionate about and it, it, the incredible opportunities that you have to, to speak to some of these people and like kind of bridges the gap. What I thought of when you're talking about Larry King, like, yeah, you share it to your grandfather. Like they know who Larry King yeah. is and they've been watching him forever. And now here, you know, <laughs> here their grandson in your grandfather's case is, is the one that's connecting with them. <laughs> and how, how cool is that? Right. What's let's talk a little bit. You mentioned a, li- a little bit, but like vision, championship leaders have great vision like bill belichick nick saban i'm a football guy so you know the best of the best the highest level and they continue to find ways to show up and win year after year consistently and uh there's some coaches that like not never even step foot on the field of the big game um they have this incredible vision that keeps them ahead of everyone else and the courage to make those decisions to go after that vision to chase it when no one can see it What's, what's the vision or the impact that you want to make, you know, at least where you're at right now today with what you're doing with the podcast and in the, in, in the connections you're making, the impact you're creating, the value you're giving? Yeah. It's interesting. I would say, and, and more so recently, because like, you know, the last two, three years, I, I've, had, I've learned a lot of different lessons, met a lot of great people. But just in terms of podcasting, you know, I, I've built a brand in the last three years, having a podcast and having this platform has really opened up a lot of doors in my life to different opportunities. And I think more so now, and I I can't talk about it too much yet, but just I'm looking to provide a quality product to this industry regarding podcasting. And I I look at it like this, where throughout my journey the last three years, whether that's connecting with people or getting them on my show or, you know, getting booked on a different show like this one to do a podcast, I really – and spending time figuring out how can I be of service and of value to this community that I'm deeply in because year over year, the podcast industry is continuing to grow. The advertising revenue is doubling, if not going to be tripling year after yeah. year, we're about to hit a billion dollars a year in advertising revenue in 2020. And I, I look at that as something where podcasting has been around for, you know, 15 years, but these last two, three years, it's really been gaining a lot of traction, especially in this space where more so the vision is to yes be a creator yes be a you know a content creator like I just said but to also build a business and a product around it that um, we'll definitely have to do a follow-up interview sometimes when I can give more details on that but that's definitely that in terms of the vision especially in this podcasting world and I'm super excited about it and um, moving into 2020 that's definitely where I'm spending a lot of my time yeah well and speaking to that too yeah uh, I can't wait to to see what this is and, and what you're creating but you will also like you, I think we really are kind of still, you know, they talk about it all the time, being the early adopter, right. Of, of Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, whatever it is, right. Uh, to, to c- catch that initial wave. And I think we really are there, right. Still in podcasting is still kind of, it is picking up steam these last few years, but, but what you're doing there by capitalizing on this is be, becoming a leader in that space that people will look to for a very long time as well. Absolutely. What is a, 
what, what's a turning point for you? And you might've already talked about it. Maybe there's a different one that you could, you could speak to or whatever is present for you, but turning point, critical decision, critical moment, kind of that fork in the road where, you know, had you not made the decision you did, obviously you did because we're here today and you're on the path that you are, but had you made a different decision, you could very easily be in a different place right now in life. I think it's important for listeners to hear these because a lot of them I think are in this moment, especially right now with what's going on. And it's hard. It, it is. There's kind of the feel, the way you feel like you, sh- you want to go or your heart or your gut's telling you, but then you got everybody else being like, no, what are you doing? That's crazy. Don't do that. Um, is there a moment that sticks out to you that because you made the decision you are here, but you could have been very, very easily been somewhere different? Yeah. I mean, I'll, um, I, I have two examples. One's more so something current that just happened. And then also something that happened early along my journey. And it's relating to travel because traveling has something, has been something that has opened up every door, you know, and I think it's something important where growing up, you know, I didn't fly on a plane until I booked the plane ticket myself. I didn't grow up traveling. Going to California was yeah. something both of my parents have never done in their lives. But when I was 16, there was this opportunity that came up where it was end of 2016. I've been, you know, trying to build this brand. I'm out of my neck brace after eight, eight months. And I'm, you know, I'm in this new momentum, self-education, just focused mentality going into sophomore, junior year. And I connected with this young kid named Caleb Maddox, who's now a really good yeah. friend of mine. And like I said, this was the, like really the first person I connected with and had a relationship with on social. And, you know, I was doing some affiliate marketing at the time on Snapchat and on Instagram. And I had this article go out on uh, my local news station about cashing in on social media and tapping into it. And I gave this kid, Caleb Maddox, a big shout out on the, uh, on the interview, sent it to him. He checked it out. He was like, dude, this is sick, man. I've been following your stuff you should come out to San Diego and speak at this event with me. You know, it's like a little uh, three-day event in San Diego, come out. And this was an event that they were going to fly me out. It was just more so he was lending yeah. me a hand and saying, hey, if you want to come out, come speak for 15, 20 minutes on stage. And I looked at that, and I think this is the lesson overall, is it was something so uncomfortable where it's, I've never been to California. My parents have never been to California. I'm in high school. How am I going to convince <laughs> my parents to let me go to San Diego, California to go speak at this event. Yeah. At the time, they have no idea what I'm doing. They don't know what <laughs> I'm getting myself into. I'm, I'm connecting with some dude on Instagram that is going to kidnap me. Right. Yeah. But I think it was in that moment where it was, it was like late 2016, like I said, and like my, we always did like day trips, snowboarding where my parents were like, you know, just, you know, I asked them, I was like, Hey, what does it take to go to San Diego? Can we do this? They're like, no, and at the time I'm making some money affiliate marketing. They're like, no, just like go spend that thousand bucks on a snowboard, like be realistic. And that was more so yeah. like their mentality. So long story short, I was like, hey, dad, I'll buy my plane ticket, your plane ticket and cover the hotels for us. But you have to say yes, like right now, because we need to book these flights. It's been like a couple of weeks. So I ended up convincing them to let me go to this event in San Diego. My, my dad and I fly out there. It's his first time like traveling on a plane 20 plus years. He's never been wow. to San Diego. I've never been to California. So this is like such an experience for me. Yeah. We go out there and it's, you know, we're out there for two, three days. We meet Caleb, we meet this guy, Dan Fleshman and Gerard Adams, all these people yep. that I was following on social media. But it was my first time of like experiencing a sense of like networking and at an event. And the reason I bring up this story is because have a great time at the event, go back to Virginia. The day I get home, I send a DM to this guy named Ty Lopez, which I'm sure a lot of people know who he is. Yeah. And I'm like, hey Ty, and I just sent him a message of appreciation. I was like, hey Ty, eight months ago, I was in a neck brace, depressed, not, know what I wanted, not knowing what I wanted to do with my life. And now, you know, I've 
tapped into social media and I just spoke at this event with Caleb and Dan and listed out a couple people. Just wanted to say thanks so much. I was not expecting a response overall. Right, right. Gets back to me like 20, 30 minutes later and it's like, hey man, like tell me more. This is super cool. I tell him like a, you know, a short sense of my story, how I got injured playing football, got into a program. He's like, cool man, you should come to LA and shoot a video with me. Two weeks later, he's he's flying my mom and I out to Los Angeles. I skip like four or five days of school. We spend, you know, a couple days in LA. First time in Los Angeles, the first time, you know, having an experience like that and they're back to back. And the reason I tell that story is because I think if I didn't make that decision to go to San Diego to get out of my comfort zone, A, that opportunity with Ty would have not have been something that happened. And just to kind of bring it full circle too, when I was in Los Angeles, Ty, he did a live stream and you know, I'm saying, hey, my name's Casey, I'm 16 at the time. And just for cool reference, Kieran right here, who's like I said, my best friend, he saw me on that live stream. He's from DC, Northern Virginia. And now, A, we, we live together. We moved out from Virginia to, to Scottsdale together. And from that opportunity, so many decisions and opportunities have came from that. And I think that's something that I'll always tell that story because yeah. I want people listening to think, what decisions are you not making or are you avoiding that could create opportunity? Because everyone, especially right now, right? Where it's like yep. the coronavirus and everything happening. Obviously you can't just travel and it's not something I recommend for people to do right now. Right. But no, it's like, what call are you not taking? Who are you not reaching out to? What are you not, who are you not following up with? Because those are the things you need to jump on and take action on if you want to see new opportunity. And now that's the first story. The second story yeah. is more recently regarding traveling. And I just look at this as something where um, it's like a, it tells a story where Kieran and I, our buddy, Kevin, Kevin Gordon, he was hosting this event in Bali, Indonesia in February. And it was, we were leaving to San Diego on February 1st, Kieran and I, then we went to Hawaii, Australia, and Bali to speak at this event. When we were in San Diego about to go to Hawaii this morning, that morning, we were really debating not going. We're like, yo, like coronavirus, it's bad in China right now. It's bad in, you know, that side of the world. Right. Probably best for us not to go in the grand scheme of things, but it, it wasn't bad in the U.S. yet. Things weren't at all what they are now. Yes. And this is you know, a little over a month ago. Yeah, right. But we ended up going. We had the most amazing time, amazing experience. And it was one of those you know, experiences where traveling from Hawaii to Australia to Bali, I've never done a trip like that. And it was such a rewarding experience. And I took so much out of it. I got to connect with Kevin Gordon. Karen and I, you know, we had this amazing experience. And then now we get back and two weeks later, it's international borders are closed and it's <laughs> yeah. now it's normal to be quarantined in your house for two weeks. And, yeah. and I, I look at this situation where it's like, wow, if we were to say no to that trip or delay it and hey, you know, we'll go to his event in Bali next year or in yep. six months, just looking at the current landscape of the coronavirus and everything happening, like things will not be the same, right? And right travel restrictions and you know borders being closed it's now not even a reality to travel to bali indonesia right now on march 31st 2020 right yep, it's something right. where it's just you know <laughs> i wouldn't recommend it based on the situations <laughs> of the world yeah and i tell that story because it's like if we we just went with our gut we, we, we did it and it was a great experience but if we were to delay it our trip would have been affected or it may not even have happened. And I, and I yeah. wanted to bring that up because it's something that recently happened where we're both like, wow, like we're so grateful that we decided to go because now, you know, 
that's really not a possibility based on the circumstances. And I think both of those stories relating to traveling, relating to, you know, just taking action on something that you may be on the edge about, it may be uncomfortable, you just do it anyways. That's where I believe the most growth happens is in that, you know, that uncomfortable mindset, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's phenomenal. It's like, you know, mo- the first story, right? Most 16-year-olds probably would have just went and got the snowboard and been like, yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, it really did, you know, who's to say what would have happened after that, but it definitely opened some doors for you, like you said, that, you know, might not have happened had you not listened to your gut and gone for that. And then, yeah, it's who knows what's going to happen in the future, right? That's the uncertainty of it all for all of us is with what's going on. So it's awesome that you did. You just went and took that trip because, you know, might not ever happen again, right? And I think too, just to like kind of draw like a point on that as well as like, for example, I'm I'm 19 right now. I didn't go to college and it was, it was a battle with my parents. I'm like, Hey, you should go to college, go to college and, you know, put what you're doing on pause and, you know, pick it up in four years when you're out of college. Like that was their mentality. And I think it, it, it really speaks to, you know, especially right now with the current environment, me and Kieran were talking about this last week is we're so grateful for the opportunities that we've like acted on and the momentum yeah. we have in our lives over the past three years of just you know, flying all over the country, going to different events, meeting different people and just getting out there because now with everything happening with coronavirus and just not even coronavirus, but if you, if we waited two or three years to, you know, go travel to go to events and just take it easy or listen to society or, or our parents, or whatever it is, the opportunities in your life would have not came about the way they have today. And I think anyone listening, it's the, even this situation where it's like, you need to take action and on the opportunities that you can right now, right? Like for example, this right. week I'm doing a lot of Zoom podcasts because I'm not traveling and doing sit down yeah. with people in person. And now a lot of people, like yesterday I interviewed Jim Quick. He's like a brain expert. He's a beast. It, I've been trying. I've been following up with him for like almost two years to get him on the podcast. And he said yes this week because he's at his house. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. And he's not on his book tour. So there's opportunities and in, in uncertainty. And I think that's. Yeah where especially in a time like this figure out the ways you can tap into unique opportunities that may have not been there when things were normal right so that's that's what i would say no that's incredible yeah that's great and you know kind of leads into the last question but i'll still ask it like what uh what is one thing that you could i think what you just said is is perfect like yeah hey find the new opportunities business isn't as usual but it just you know what what was available 30 days ago now has opened the door to something else that wasn't 30 days ago because of it. So maybe what's one thing that you could give to the listeners that like, if they implemented today, it would help them move forward today. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's, it's really just asking a, like in which area of your life do you want to move forward on? Right. There's Mm -hmm. health, there's wealth, there's love, there's happiness. And I think for me, like just giving you like a tangible example, the last two weeks, um, for example, I'm always trying to improve my health, which everyone should be. And I've been drinking a gallon of water a day, literally for the last two weeks. I love it, man. Crushing <laughs> it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. But I think for me, it's like in this, like I'm usually, and Kieran would attest to this, the last, in January and February, I was in Scottsdale, maybe five days in January and five days in February. I was just traveling a lot more than like I usually do. And I think with this time where it's like, A, Arizona's on like a state of emergency now. They're, you know, saying, hey, stay in your houses or apartments for the next month. Yeah. During this time of like me being here and 
sticking to my routine, it's allowing me to say, okay, let me build in 250 push-ups a day and a gallon of water as just something I add into my schedule because I have the time to do that. And I am going to do that in my life. And I was having this conversation with my mom. She works at a school. Schools are canceled for the rest of the year. She goes back to school as a teacher in September. And I'm telling her like, she has so much time now that she didn't have, like, you know, start listening to a podcast, start doing things that you haven't done. Because the truth is everyone always says when I have time. Right. And I was was doing Instagram live with one of my mentors, Ryan Blair yesterday. And that's what he was saying. He was like, there's no excuses right now in this time. <laughs> exactly. Time, yeah. right? the people are working from home. People, you can't go out. So it's like, what have you been pushing off? I would want everyone to ask themselves that question, right? Is it learning yeah. an instrument? Is it watching a program online? Is it reading a book? Is it doing, you know, 50 pushups, 100 pushups a day? Is it drinking a gallon of water a day? Like, what is it? Because we all have those, you know, We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll, yep. we'll start that one day. And I, I would really try to identify what that is in your life and start working on it during this time because now you have time in your favor and chances are you, you weren't expecting this, you know, abundance of time. So tap into it and really ask yourself, like I just said, like, what have you been pushing off? And once you identify that, write it down and look at it every single day because if you have it written down, it will number one, help you stay accountable. But it's something that I try to do every single day regarding just what is my intentions for the day? It's my intentions are to do 250 pushups, to drink a gallon of water, to do this podcast and things that I've scheduled already. But yeah, just be, be intentional with the decisions you're making and the habits you're trying to create. Yeah. Appreciate it. That's perfect. Anything else before we wrap it up here, anything else you want to leave with the listeners before we go? Yeah. I mean, I would say just, you know, overall, um, whoever is out there that's listening, that's going through something. One of the biggest takeaways that I've learned from all of my mentors is you just have to keep going in whatever you want to do. Like, I think a lot of people right now too, you know, you see it, there's the unemployment rate. It's 3.3 million people file for unemployment. Things are so uncertain right now. There's so much fear through the media. I would tell people, and also what I just try to do on a daily basis is to spread gratitude and positivity on a daily basis, right? Whether that's, yeah. for example, yesterday I have this journal that I, I write and it's like a 600 page ginormous journal and <laughs> I wrote down. Like, you know, I thought of like 10 people in my life that I was grateful for. And I wrote them a personal, you know, handwritten note and texted them a picture of it. I would say in this time of uncertainty and in this time of fear, like do one thing a day to spread love, to spread happiness and joy and to just be grateful for people because if you don't do that, you can let the fear may consume you. And you know, it may put you into a stressed, anxious mentality if you let it. So that'd be my recommendation to anyone during this time is just to take a moment to be grateful for what's happening now, but to also spend, you know, 10 minutes a day to, to call someone that you love, to text someone you're grateful for them, because I think that's what will balance out a lot of the fear and negativity is, you know, one person or one listener today doing that and spreading the love and positivity. I think that's, that's what I'd want to leave the people with. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it. And I, uh, speaking of great, uh, being grateful, I appreciate you coming on today. Uh, It's been awesome, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. And for everyone that may not know, I know we talked a lot about, you know, podcasting today. If definitely taking the time to to check out, I know we brought up Larry King a lot. Um, I have a podcast called rise of the young, definitely check it out. If you haven't already, I, Spent a lot Absolutely. of time there interviewing cool entrepreneurs, CEOs, and it's something for me like we had today, you know, 
great conversations. That's my intent with it. And if, if, if they can impact people from my interviews, that's, that's definitely why I do a lot of what I do on social. So definitely check that out if you haven't already. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Appreciate it, man. On. Have a good day. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I miss my life, miss my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage has never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it Consider it If you need some inspiration you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast